of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. On Lincoln Live today, we are looking back at 2021 infrastructure countywide with County Engineer Pam Dingman. Happy New Year, Pam. Happy New Year. As members of the media, always quick to jump on bridge closings. And uh, I think it's safe to say that we're not nearly as diligent when you open up bridges. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to make up for some lost time. 2021 did have its accomplishments. Go through some of your projects that became complete in 2021. So 2021 brought to us the largest bridge that we have constructed um, under under my tenure as county engineer, which was bridge F88 located on North 14th Street. It was a uh, $1.7 million project. Uh, it's really the... Well, it's it's almost the final project. Uh, the fort, the North 14th corridor, really had a lot of issues um, with unstable bridges and culverts, and so this was the fourth of four bridges to be replaced in the last two years in that corridor. And then, in addition to that, we replaced uh, four uh, box culverts. Next year, we're going to come in and. The residents will be happy to know I'm not going to close North 14th Street again, but we've uh, found a way to um, to actually uh, blow a material inside of the existing culverts um, that that actually it's a thermodynamic process and we're going to coat the existing pipes to extend their lives. All right. I'm a farm kid. I know the difference between a box culvert and what a, a regular corrugated culvert looks like. So let's, let's start with some definition to paint a picture on the radio. A, a, a corrugated pipe culvert is your typical tube that goes underneath the, the road to channel water from one side to the other. Metal tubes. Um, early in my career, I worked for an engineer that referred to them as rusty wrinkle tins. Mm -hmm. And so that probably describes them fairly well. So explain to me, you've got my curiosity about this technology. You're, you're keeping the, the corrugated culvert under the road, but you're shoring it up how? So there's actually a liner that can be pulled through the pipe. And then um, there is a fiberglass material um, that can be pumped into that liner. And there's a, a light that is pulled through the pipe that then hardens the fiberglass material and the inside of the pipe becomes smooth and stable again. Um, it's a newer technology. We haven't used it in Lancaster County before. Uh, we have, uh, in the past, I'm gonna say it wasn't uh, cost effective to, uh, to use it, but now that pipe, metal pipe uh, has gone up about 300% in the last 24 months. So now this is a process that is more cost effective. So we're gonna switch to it in order to stabilize the corridor. Had it not been for that product, how would you have refurbished either the culvert itself or the entire bridge? Right, so if it's a pipe, it's a metal pipe culvert, there really is no other way other than this method to refurbish them. Mm -hmm. You know, once the bottoms um, rust out, and that's where we get the sinkholes um, going in the, in the roads in the county. 
And so uh, the only other way is to dig that pipe out and replace it, um, which which is, uh, you know, it's expensive. It closes roads. Um, we're going to try this next year, and uh, we hope it's successful, and it will probably become um, something that we'll use more often, especially if we have a paved road, um, because you can uh, you can do this process under traffic. And, of course, that's huge uh, on our major paved corridors. When we talk about metal pipe culverts in Lancaster County, we actually have 7,000 uh, 7, pipes. So, I mean, that's significant. And that includes driveway pipes and pipes that cross the road. We know um, from doing, and I, we went out um, several years ago here, and we had no inspection of all these pipes, and we inspected every one of those pipes. And so, obviously, that was a long process because you don't inspect 7,000 pipes in a day. And what we really determined with that was, it's not really a surprise, that about a third of our pipe inventory um, needs replacing. And right now, uh, last year, I think we did um, probably about 65, somewhere between 65 and 70 pipes. Our pipe inventory is similar to our bridge inventory. We're now up to where almost any um, major rain event, I, I have a couple pipe failures. We have about 10 to 12 of them a year where somebody calls me and says, you know, the road looks strange. Something's wrong with the road by the pipe. And um, we go out and the road is failing over the pipe and we have to close the road. So this didn't, uh, you know, and this is obviously a problem because it's a, it's a, a big concern for the traveling public. It's a bigger concern now that the lead time on these metal pipes, it has been as long as 180 days for us. And then, of course, the price. And so, you know, when when you triple the cost of uh, of a pipe, uh, you're you're also looking at that the money that's been allocated to us doesn't go as far as we'd like. All right, uh, I'm encouraging our our urban listeners to stay with us. We're kind of getting into the rural weeds just a little bit, but it's important. It's important because there are hundreds of miles of road out there that sprawl across the county, and if a bridge is out farmers know this people living in the rural areas know this you're you're going three miles out of your way to get to the other end of where you need to go so stay with us all right that's pipe culverts we hear about box culverts that's a little more involved you got to tear up a road to put in a box culvert there's really no other way other than to tear up a road um we have a thousand box culverts in lancaster county in our inventory so again a significant amount of box culverts uh, in the last five years, we have done we have replaced 25 bridges with box culverts. So what we know with box culverts is that the life of a box culvert is about double the life of a bridge. Um, in general, they're somewhere between half and a third the cost of a bridge. So if the dra if if a box culvert will fit in the drainage way, and obviously there are size constraints, once we get a once the the creek span that you're crossing is more than 30 or 40 feet, you really have to have a bridge instead of a box culvert. So, um, but where we can, we've replaced with box culverts. Another kind of fun fact that's really super nerdy is that the WPA, um, Work Progress Administration, constructed a ton of box culverts in Lancaster County. So we have all these tiny box culverts and they were really made because, you know, the goal of Work Progress Administration was to put everybody back to work, not necessarily to be efficient. So box culverts had to be made by hand. Um, and what we're finding in Lancaster County is a lot of our smaller box culverts we can go ahead and replace with pipes 
and so that becomes of course uh, much cheaper than than building a box culvert uh what it really goes back to at county engineering is we're trying to figure out on a constant basis how do we get the biggest bang uh, for those taxpayer dollars. How do we stretch those out absolutely as far as possible? But those WPA culverts were built back in the 30s. They've, <laughs> they've lived long beyond their lifetime. They have lived a long time. And, uh, and Dale, I'll tell you that some of them are bad. We inspect those too. And we do have some bad ones that we're working on replacing. But a lot of them are still really solid. That's amazing really That's solid amazing. and so it's it's something to see um, we still have some that are made from cut limestone and some different things so um, it's really interesting to see what has worked uh, and stood the test of time well it all comes down to money Pam you and I have talked before about the money county board only has so much the state only has so much the feds can only print up so much so fast and with COVID you brought up a good point that the cost of things is doubling and tripling if you can even get it at all. So take me into the world, your world of engineering as you have to deal with money matters. So the challenging thing has been with the money is that we're really seeing all things go up. Um, we're seeing dramatic increases on parts uh, for our trucks and, and our heavy equipment. Um, we're seeing longer lead times. Uh, an example would be, you know, if we needed a motor grader part, uh, two to five years ago uh we called up the vendor we called up caterpillar or john deere and they next day they next day us that part and we were able to get that machine fixed in most cases and back on the road now we're finding that hey the part is probably going to take more like five or six weeks so we went into this last major snowstorm with two pieces of equipment that were down that we knew we didn't have parts for. And why does that become significant? Well, had we been hit with eight inches of snow and we needed to get the motor graders out on the gravel, we have 1,100 miles of gravel to clear. Um, and so, and we're, we're doing that with, uh, with 22 to 23 motor graders on any given day. So once you're down 10% of your fleet, we're looking at that it's gonna take us longer to clear the county. And that continues to be a concern of mine um, in addition, uh, there's been limitations on rock. Uh, rock and gravel uh, have still been very difficult for us to get. There's been paint shortages um, because the pigment plant in Texas froze with that bad storm last year and the system just hasn't caught up. We actually have uh, our two new motor graders that we ordered clear back in um, in June that we we don't have delivery on yet. They're, um, they're, of course, they're made in Brazil and they're like on their way to us, but they're somewhere in transit. And so I just really never would have envisioned some of the issues with the supply chain uh, that we're having. And, and we never really know where, where the next thing is gonna come. We just know that we need to be prepared for whatever the new, the new world is. We have just a few minutes to talk about that new world. What do you expect to accomplish in 2022? So in 2022, uh, I am hoping to be able to construct another major bridge um, up on Agnew Road. Uh, and of course, this is gonna be an even bigger bridge than last year. Um, we have a, a bridge that is about 100 feet too short. And so 
Uh, we're going to construct a 300 foot long, approximately 300 foot long bridge on Agnew Road, just uh, just east of Highway 79. Um, in addition, uh, we have received our first ever um, Nebraska Transportation Innovation Act Economic Development Grant, and so we're going to pave a mile of Southwest 42nd Street down by Hallam in conjunction with Monolift. Uh, the state is going to pay for the first $500,000 of that project, and then Monolift and the county are going to split the remainder. Um, what it looks like for the taxpayers is that they'll get a mile of paved road for about $250,000. And so we're pretty excited about that project. And then we're going to continue to focus on pipe culverts and boxes. In addition to that, we have a couple federal projects we're working on, federal aid projects right now, like 98th Street from Old Cheney to A uh, and from A to O. Um, we're still focusing on Saltillo. Um, we're going to have to wait. Of course, um, there's only so much construction that people in, uh, uh, you know, in South uh, Lincoln can truly take, and it and and it's a lot. So we're going to have to wait till the Beltway is substantially complete before we can get in there and work on Saltillo from 27th to 68th Street. So um, we just have a lot of things going on, um, both in construction and in planning. We, we've gathered up employees and we've trained people in how to actually fix the bridges. So Lancaster County in 2008 had cut their bridge crew. Um, some of these fixes and maintenance that I need to do to bridges are very difficult to contract out to uh, contractors. We now have a bridge crew in-house that is doing a great job. Uh, last year, they were able to repair four of our bridges uh, and get those bridges back open to the public um, for much cheaper than it would have been to replace the whole bridge or contract it out. And so those are some of the things that we're working on. In the County office. engineer's office doing what they can with the money they have. Pam, thanks for catching us up on 2021 and looking ahead to 2022. Thank you. Pam Dingman, County engineer, joining me for the conversation on Lincoln Live.